What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of Geeking Out Over Star Wars, where we do just that. Uh, we geek out over Star Wars. Of course, I'm your host, Shamari Stewart. Uh, joined, as always, by my co-host, uh, Zach Breland. Now, Zach, um, first of all, happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, definitely want to celebrate that on the show. Um, always a always a fun um, you know, and it, from from what you've told me, you had a very good time, so that's wonderful. Oh yeah, I was a, uh, I was, I was spoiled. I can't lie. So it's been a fun few days, and got a kitten yesterday. So oh, I know life is so hard. Posh hotels and small kittens. What can I say? <laughs> oh, so so horrible. No, I had a. It was really. It was a lot of fun. Um, just had a good good few days away, uh, and then came back home and got a kitten, and have been just taking care of the little furball her name is bits she's adorable um bits short so our other other cat's name is bobby um and she is a fluffy furball and she is sassy and yowly and she definitely makes her you know voice heard and then this new one we were like all right what are we gonna call her and so i came up with bits so it'd be bits and bobs and i i'm i'm very proud of myself for it um, but she's adorable. She's uh, black and tortoise shell. She's just a few months old, um, and she's already part of the family. So yeah, it's been a it's been a good good few days. It's been a really good few days. It's wonderful, and you know, hopefully we can we can uh, kind of cap off the weekend with a nice uh, a nice episode here. Um, you kidding me? Uh, Absolutely. It's more stuff. We've been. This is a what. Another episode back, you know, two weeks back to back almost. Yeah, this makes me excited. This is this is this is back to the the original schedule I wanted. This is what I was hoping we would get back to. So I'm glad we 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 are. And there's more Star Wars, so we definitely have more content over the next few weeks. But yeah, Bad Batch, man. I mean, I'm spo- everyone. I mean, everyone who clicked on it knows what it's for. But Bad Batch. Yep, yep. We're talking Bad Batch. So we have uh, the new season. Um, uh, season and final three. season, and the final season, yes, the 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 season that will end the series. Um, now, of course, we've uh, you know we've all seen the trailers and the trailers and and uh, they have um, you know, of course, for, you know, for me and I think for most other people, the kicker was really Ventress showing up in the trailers. Um, and that was um, that's I. I wouldn't necessarily say they shouldn't have shown that. <laughs> Probably wouldn't go that far, but it's it, but with that as something to look forward to, everything else is kind of like, oh boy, okay, you know, because you're just you're just waiting. It's like you're strapped in, like you know, you're just waiting to see that. Um, uh, so, uh, so that's very exciting. But every everything um, almost feels like it has to be just a preamble. Like you show that in the trailer, you know, people are going to be waiting for that. So it almost feels like we're watching this, and I'm, I'm, we're hooked. Obviously, this is a good yeah. show. It's great Star Wars, it, but it still almost feels like promo because we, we, and we've been told that it doesn't, it doesn't actually negate the, um, yes, that's what we've been told. Yeah, the Dark Disciple, which is yeah. fantastic. Like that's good to hear. I, I didn't read it, but I do know what happens in it. And so yeah. the fact, like we've seen it happen quite a few times where things have been, um, yes. Uh, I'm forgetting. The, I don't know why I'm trying to blank on the word. Uh, retcon. Retcon. There we go. Thank you. Yeah, things have been retconned uh, for the sake of you know visual medium overwritten. But to hear that 
to 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 not to worry that everything in Dark Disciple is canon and did happen and that's being taken into account. I'm excited for it. So yeah, I don't I don't know. This is a 15 episode season and we've only got the first three so far. I I didn't. And you got to assume that when Avengers shows up, it's a couple episode arc. It's not just you know a one and one done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean that's what I would think as well. Um, I actually don't really know when she's gonna show up. Uh, yeah. Could be in the middle of the season. Could be at the end. You know. Not, I'm really not sure, um, but that is. I mean, I, I'd be lying if I said that wasn't the part, what I'm most looking forward to right now. Um, and you know, Dark Disciple is so good. It was so it's so so good. I think it adds so much to Ventress's character. And I'm still very um, kind of sad that we didn't get to see that in like Clone Wars or anything like that. Um, but um, but yeah, it is. I am. I echo your sentiments as well. That I'm glad that we that all that stuff is still canon. Um, so we can dive into these uh, episodes that we uh, that we got to see that were released um, this past week. Um, so we got three episodes. Uh, the first one, confined. The second one, paths unknown. And then the third, shadows of Tantus. Um. So kind of just going to go through uh, each episode, and then we can kind of, of course, give our thoughts on everything as a whole. Um, uh, so for the first episode, Confined, it very much felt um, to me like it was setting, very much setting the stage uh, for things that were going to happen later on in these in this kind of three-episode arc, I guess you could say, of Omega and Crosshair's escape. Um, um, and uh oh and spoiler alert of course obviously just heavy heavy spoilers if if you haven't seen it definitely go watch it and then come back and listen to the show um uh but uh so, so the first episode for me definitely felt like uh more of a setup so you get to see omega um uh and uh working with emery who was revealed at the end of the last season to be another clone another like female clone so they so them maybe possibly developing a kind of sisterhood um and just getting to see Omega's routine, seeing the passage of time, um, and her working with Nala Say as well, uh, with the blood samples, and we get to kind of get again teases of what this may be pointing to later. Um uh so her trying to trying to connect with Crosshair. Um and of course, her uh, developing a relationship with one of the lurker hounds that that they're keeping at this base. Uh, that 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 I don't know if she named it, but is named Batcher, and that eventually escapes. So uh, that this episode was again for me felt very much like a setup episode for this arc, and it was. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I it very much felt like a a, a kind of just get just showing us the repetitive nature and just the cycle of Omega's life in this like imperial prison basically um it it gave me a not it, it wasn't as um as how should i put it it wasn't as like oppressive as andor uh but it it was it kind of reminded me of that in a way um but what were your thoughts on on the episode, Zach, and everything that kind of transpired here? I think it definitely sets the the tone for the season. Um, there is just a very 
the 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 bad batch has always been darker it's darker in palette it's darker in undertones it's dealing a lot with um the empire uh you know it's always just been a little bit heavier um and i think this season even more so it seems like it's really um it's just it's it's everything is darker just the way that it's framed the way that it's shot the way that it's composed and the lighting and i think that first episode does a really good job of like you said setting up the arc and reacquainting us where omega is um i think they i like the structure of the episode in that it does this we see it quite often it's it to show the passage of time it's the same constant routine a uh, dull thing that's happening and small there are small little things that are said like a small little hint as to what's really going on uh what are they working on what is this project like there's always small things that they're setting up to tease that we'll find out and some of those things pay off by episode three um but small things that they keep building towards and the passage of time you see omega's hair starts to grow and it's a longer and by the end of the episode she's got a a ponytail and she looks very much like emery already um just you know different color hair um, and I think they're the the episode does a really good job of just resituating us. It's not the most explosive episode, you know. Truthfully, not much happens. It's very much a mysterious, slow build episode. Check in, um, you know. And I think there's supposed to be a little bit of that, like, you know. Oh, prison life type of, you know, I'm stuck in and I have this thing I got to go through each day and it's it's repetitive, but there's something brewing and when am I going to get out? And, and I think the episode was good as a starter, a little bit of a starter to everything else. So I don't think there's much to talk about in terms of this episode. We get acquainted, reacquainted with Crosshair, who, you know, she is visiting as well um, throughout her time and, the, you know, the beast that she was taking care of. Uh, we get... I'm forgetting the name of the um, Kaminoan. Uh, uh, Nalase. Nalase, who is dropping small little hints like, you, you know, throwing out her blood and what she's doing. So we, we don't know exactly what's going on at this point, but it does a good job of setting up the intrigue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love the hints that they were dropping throughout the episode. Um, and, and like you said, seeing the passage of time, seeing Omega kind of grow um as well uh so so yeah i agree this was definitely a setup episode um i enjoyed it i thought it was it's kind of a good start a good start to the season you know we're not starting off with anything too crazy and we're picking up where we left off with omega's capture and i think it was good for good uh is it, i think it was a good idea for them to start with that um as well so you know the bad the bad batch or uh is definitely split up right now um and in the case of tech you know who we believe is 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 deceased now is definitely split up and, and you know the people the people that are left you know wrecker hunter uh crosshair um and omega just they're they're just in different places right now so we focus on Omega first because she was kind of the main character of this, or is, I guess, the main character of this story right now. And then uh, in the second episode, we go back to Hunter and Wrecker um, to see where they are at. Um, I found, um, I, I, yeah. I, so if, I found the second episode to be not, not, I think, takes a, oh, I don't want to say takes away because I also don't like, you know, just saying filler or throw away because I don't think any of it is. 
Um, it's another episode that's definitely setting things up and just reacquainting with the team, quote unquote. You know, Hunter and Wrecker, you know, we've, after Tech's demise, those are the only two left. And then, of course, Crosshairs and um, on Mount Tantus uh, with, with Omega. So it's, another, it's an episode that kind of really doesn't do much for the story as a whole. Um, it just moves them slightly closer to reuniting with Omega. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with that. Um, it is, uh, I did, I think the part I liked the most about the episode was us seeing more of just, basically just seeing clone cadets that were just... Abandoned. Yeah, the younger clones, yeah. I th- yeah. I think that's interesting, because we never really, even the previous seasons are all looking at older clones. Yeah. Just the young clone cadets who didn't even get the chance to be that yet. Yeah. And then we're thrown away. And the Clone Wars, too, like... It's just adult clones, but we don't see the younger ones. We don't know what happens to them. Yeah. Um, the only one that we've kind of seen that went his own way was Boba Fett, um, I think. And um, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, one of the, I think Mox was voiced by Daniel Logan. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. So that's that, that's really cool. I'm glad. I want him to be more involved. I, I love I love that. Um, but yeah, this was, I thought this was, I thought this was a solid episode, um, very dark lighting. I, I had to turn off all the lights in <laughs> so I could see what was going on. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, I thought it was solid. Like you said, very filler, you know, in terms of the, uh, the vines and, 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 uh, you know, the creatures and whatnot. I was hoping it mostly in vain, but for some kind of drinkier connection. <laughs> oh, how wonderful. <laughs> oh, how wonderful. How oh, my friend, your, your hopes. I, I, no, oh, I applaud. <laughs> I commend you for keeping your hopes up. Just That's in the back nice. of my mind. I'm like, boy, wouldn't it be cool if they were to do this, but they're not going to do this. Wouldn't it? No, <laughs> they will not. They no, will they not. will not. Oh, that would have been perfect. Shame. I would have been like, "Oh my god!" I would have been losing it. But oh, absolutely would have. Yeah, that would have been amazing. But no, 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 no. Yeah, so that's so that's in vain. But you know, hopefully someone else will mention it somewhere in Lucasfilm. No, oh, I'm uh, hoping they. I mean, I don't even know if they'll come back within the High Republic stories. In terms of you know, I, I think, don't know either. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, and there, it's the potential because they're not gone. The way they're eliminated in right. The first phase doesn't really make it seem like they're completely gone. They're just, you know, farther. But like, I, I'm, I'm hoping we find some way because they're a cool. It'd be a really cool way to tie a lot of stories together, but also introduce another threat to the galaxy. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, hopefully, hopefully they show up at some point because watching that episode just had me thinking of them. I was just like, okay, we need <sighs> that. This could have been a good opportunity for that, but, uh. But alas, um, but I thought the episode was I thought the episode was solid. I, you know, it was definitely filler. I'd say good to see just good to just see Hunter and Wrecker. Yeah. As well. Um, you know, Dee Bradley Baker obviously is, is amazing in the roles and what he what he's able to do with these characters. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a solid episode. And again, I think it's a, a more somber tone it has because like. I think with just the two of them now, no Omega, who really is the heart of the team, and then no Tech there, and Echoes off. So like you don't, you don't have so much banter between them. There's just a heaviness to it as they're going through because they're really on a mission. They are on a mission to find Omega. 
and just to yeah. to rescue her. Um, so it's there's there's that, and so yeah, it's reacquainting with this side of things. We got Omega in the first episode. We got Hunter and Wrecker in this episode. Just kind of moving the pieces to where they need to be and getting them one step closer by the end of the episode to hopefully reuniting. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, so by the end of the episode, they Hunter basically drops them off at uh, Pabu, the like the kind of island. I don't know if it's an island planet or you know, I'm not planet. sure. But um, but he drops them off there and you know suggests they can start a new life. Um, you know, which I thought was good and again just good to see how just you know how some of these clones ended up. Um. Uh, so that's basically the second episode. Not too much happens there. Uh, but third episode is when things really, really... Third episode's big, up. man. Yeah, he things heat up a lot in the third episode. Um, so uh, just out of nowhere, of course, uh, in, in a typical Emperor fashion, Palpatine shows up. He just shows up. Um, no one seems to be aware of, you know, I, I don't know how aware Hemlock, Dr. Hemlock was, but he just shows up. He shows up, all the clones, there's more, all these clones everywhere, there's more clones than there were before, or more troopers and, and more stormtroopers there. Um, and, um, and so Emery, so basically Hemlock and Nala Say are showing the Emperor, uh, stuff, you know, while they're there. We don't see what exactly he's looking at, but we know they reference Project Necromancer, uh, which was mentioned in The Mandalorian um, in that Shadow Council with um, uh, Brendel Hux, I believe. Yes. Was, yes. So uh, so we know they are working... So we know there's a connection there. And this is, you know, obviously much, much, much earlier than The Mandalorian, but now we know this was something that was started way before um, the time that is mentioned in The Mandalorian. Um, so that I thought was very interesting. Uh, we, well, it's definitely doing what The Mandalorian started in Season 2 um, and what The Bad Batch has obviously been also building toward and what is going on, what was mentioned in Season 3 of Mandalorian is uh, retroactively um, setting up the sequel trilogy and right. Palpatine's um, Palpatine's obvious like plan A, B, C, D, and E to to make clones of himself so that he's around forever. That was always the that's his plan. And listen, with even though we're upset with the way it was executed, it does make sense that a Palpatine would be somebody who does have like you know backup plans and does want to be around forever. It makes sense that he wants to keep a tight control. He's so old by the time he does, you know, take over the Empire. He'd want to live forever. He wants to do all of that. So it makes sense. Ian McDermott, I don't know if you saw that recently, actually came out and was like, you know, people ask, so what, how did you feel about him just randomly coming back? And he's like, you know, it always feels like Palpatine would have plans A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You know, don't ask me how. Don't ask me how. I have no clue. I just, you know, but it did feel like that. So, you know, while... While I do feel like I, I kind of part of me wants Star Wars to move on from that and tell different stories. At the same time, I do appreciate learning and filling in those gaps because it's a pretty, it's a pretty freaking huge gap to fill in. 
um, because it just came out of nowhere for us in Rise of Skywalker. So I, I do I do appreciate what's happening. And it does give the whole thing an air and a sense of like importance that the characters aren't even aware of yet, but that you know we know is important. Absolutely. I, I feel the exact same way. I, I definitely appreciate that they're trying to kind of fill those holes for for people like us who were just like quite frankly just kind of dumbfounded by how by just how like I think we were expecting more explanation than what we got in the Rise of Skywalker, but this is definitely helping to fill in uh to like fill in those gaps of just like how did we get here? Were the emperors just back, you know? So this is and in like where everything we saw with like the Snokes and all that kind of stuff, like like how did we get here? Like what so this is really kind of helping uh to kind of fill in just fill in a lot of that information. Um so it is uh you know, for someone that may be new to the sequel trilogy, however many years from now, they have a lot more material. Oh kind of yeah, fill in a lot of that stuff. So, so it just is much more uh, easier to like digest. That's a really, that's actually a really good point. I hadn't really thought of before. Was is that yeah? Someone down the line, ten, fifteen years from now, isn't going to be like, oh my god, Palpatine came out of nowhere. They're going to say. Oh, all those things it was it was building towards something you know it was all of a sudden you're right like the things they talked about in bad batch and in the mandalorian and you know obviously other and the novels like shadow of the sith and all of this stuff we we are we are watching as they create them now we're watching them we're we're with it just as it being released so for us we're like oh, you're stuck between that i appreciate taking it all in but also you know we're we had to we had to watch them retroactively explain that stuff Whereas someone in 15 years will pick up Star Wars and just go through the whole thing and be like, oh, yeah, the chorus Palpatine's coming back. Makes sense. That's yeah. a really good point. Yeah. So that's I think that's what they're what they're going for, um, you know, just to kind of make it make the story. And again, I appreciate it a lot, um, you know, of the whole kind of uh, Lucasfilm team, Lucasfilm uh, team for and Dave Filoni, of course, who's kind of running the creative side of Lucasfilm now to try to trying to kind of just add all this context to um to everything that we got in, in the movies. So I just think it's a really good uh, I think it's a really good idea. Um but on top even on top of the Emperor showing up. Which the, fantastic yeah, by the way. Yeah which is which is great. I loved it. It's so great. Um uh of course Omega um works with Crosshair to free him. Um and I just want to, I think just one bit of dialogue that I just loved in this, that I truly loved in this, was that, you know, Omega was telling Crosshair to leave, and, and he said, there's a couple things he said. First, he said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even think to bring you if I left, uh, which I, you know, she said he's lying. He might be lying. I, I think it's, it's possible that he's lying, but, but you know. Kind of just again, just kind of further solidifies that kind of villainy, anti-hero, I guess type of type of character that he has. And also, when he tells her to just leave him, she said he goes, "You should leave me here. I belong. I I belong here. He's, or like I deserve to be here." And I'm just like, wow, you know that that he feels like he put himself in this situation by, you know. It's like a weird kind of like thing in his mind where he's like justifies what he did, but also feels like this is some kind of atonement. Um, so I just thought that was really interesting as well. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I do appreciate that dynamic. And I think it shows both characters in that they are crosshair is has come to a point where he has obviously, you know, recognized the actions and things that he did and, and he is regretful over them, but also Mega's forgiving nature and her the way that's still her family and she's not gonna give up on him. And I think it is some great writing and some great dialogue. And it's just a it's it's a small bit of growth for that for that relationship also. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, yeah, I'm just I'm loving that that dynamic right now. So, um, and it's just it feels like such a payoff from her saying basically all of last season we have to go save Crosshair. We have to go save Crosshair. Why aren't we saving Crosshair? It seemed to be a very repeated, um, um, very much a repeated thing throughout throughout. Quite frankly, most a lot of the series at this point. Um, and now we're seeing it kind of come to fruition and it's just it's just very good to see um so they uh start to escape um emery tries to stop them and uh she ends up getting stunned and 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 alerting the guards and you get kind of this action sequence uh with them attempting to escape um through the through the uh, lurker hound kennels and and um so so one thing I want to kind of bring up here is just the these blood samples because we were, were introduced to these blood samples in episode one, and we see that they are tracking something they're calling an M count. And for me, I think most Star Wars fans, you think midichlorian count. <laughs> because oh, it is. What else are they tracking? Oh, it has tracking? to be. <laughs> you know? So I think know, they just so, don't want to say it. Yeah, maybe. Um, I hope they do say it. I think they have to say it at some point. Um, because then I, it's like, what is this? What 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 is the M count? Either that or they're just going to say, she may be able to use the force or something like that, right? Um, but I hope they say it. I hope, I really hope they do. I, um, I, think, I think they might say it. And I think maybe that's one of the mysteries they're building toward. But at the same time, any any Star Wars fan is also like already aware that M count must mean midichlorians. But I think I we they also know that midichlorians took such a beating and Star Wars took such a beating because because of midichlorians and the fact that it was this sciency thing that they tried to, you know, boil the force down to. But also I do think that it it's it's kind of important to un to if you are going to have a scientific thing like cloning and you know how does a clone have the force blah 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 having an m count it makes it easier to scientifically explain all that stuff so it it it, it makes sense to me that that they're working with that concept um and i do think they say it at some point it'll definitely happen by the end of the season and if not i'll be a little surprised but i also won't be completely surprised yeah yeah, I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking they'll probably say it. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, I I don't know because if they don't, then they're, I guess, trying to replace midichlorian with this M count thing. But I don't really think that's any better. It's kind of the same thing. Like I don't. You know, it's still just. I don't know. I think. I think. I think it'd be weird if they did. So I think they will, at some point. Um and, um. And I think we, I think at this point, it's is it, I mean is it basically like confirmed that Omega is like 
force sensitive or like possibly force sensitive? I think I think that's what I was kind of wrestling with at the end of the episode. Is Omega so Omega is the only one who has or the only clone who is able to be receptive to an M transfer. I believe that's that's right, right, right. what it is, right? So I maybe it's she has the ability to use the force, maybe, or will have, or could develop. Um, but definitely means that she's receptive to a transfer of Palpatine, I guess. I don't know if that's exactly what they're trying to say. Um, hopefully we get more as the season goes on. I'm just, I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I know. Ugh. I mean, I know we kind of were introduced to the whole, like, anyone can use the Force thing in Ahsoka. Um, with, like, Sabine and everything. Um, but, but I still, I don't know. I, I think... I, I think that we're. I think there's going to be some kind of reveal with Omega, with with her. I don't know if she's going to be like using the Force, like just you know lifting things with her mind or anything like in this, in the show. But I think that, um, I don't know. I think we're going to see something like at the end of this show. I don't know what it is. I don't know. It could be a flash forward. And I don't know what we're going to see. But I think we're going to see something, um, to show that. That there's like at least a lot of potential for the force here. I think there's definitely a lot of potential for the force. Um, I'm curious as to how far they'll go with it because the uh, it's definitely maybe something that'll come as a reveal, but not really a use. And maybe this is where Ventress comes into play a little bit, also, um, which could which which is a possibility. Uh, we do know that obviously. Uh, by you know Mandalorian, it still isn't complete. Meaning that if Omega right. was the missing piece, that you know they don't they don't get her, they don't acquire, her, or something happens. We don't know. That's what for the rest of the season will tell us. Um, so there's definitely possibility, I think, for a force kind of exploration. I just don't think it'll be too much or too heavy because like the show's not really focused on that. Um, but I do think. It'll end up being that she can use or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's gonna be very interesting uh, to see. Um, you're right that they're not like whatever this program is is never like finished. Uh, so we know that. So I think it's just a matter of us seeing what you know. I think we're gonna try to start to see what their aims are because we know Palpatine. They were looking at something. There was a scene where they were like looking at. I don't know if it was a clone or something. They were looking at something um, at the base. So I feel like at some point we're gonna see, you know, what is being developed here, like what they're trying to do. If it's the clone bodies, if it's, you know, if it's I don't know if it's gonna be Snoke's or you know what have you. But I feel like we're gonna start to see what this project is. And exactly what they're trying to do, um, uh, for sure. Uh, I think before the series is over. Um, yeah, we're, we're. I definitely. I think the it's only a fifteen episode season, if I'm correct. Um. um yes. I'm, yes. I believe so. Yeah. So I think. I don't know, but do we? Are we only getting one episode each week? Uh, here on out. Get two in a few weeks. On the thirteenth, 
we get two on April 3rd, apparently, as well. That's very um, interesting. I wonder why. Yeah. I wonder if they're... Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, that's And it finishes like... right before May 4th. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That, I yeah, think that's, that's I think that's interesting. Okay. Interesting yeah. timing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Interest. I, 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 I definitely think. Oh, sorry. Sorry. What were you gonna say? No, I, I was gonna say. I just, I think it's a good start, and I think they have set up a bunch of intrigue now. I'm, I, I am interested to see where it leads, and what it, like, what it opens for the future. What happens to the rest of these? You know, what happens to Clone Force ninety nine? What happens to the Bad Batch after this season? I, I honestly don't know. Um, and I, you know, they're the type of things like if they are left in the galaxy, if they don't, you know, die or all die at the end, um, I would love to see where they go from here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, do you think the scheduling, you think we're going to get maybe another show announcement possibly? I Um, think maybe. Yeah. I think, I think Star Wars, I almost think Star Wars doesn't want to let go of animation. I, I don't think you should. I think all their animation shows have been wildly successful. Mm-hmm. So, um, Clone Wars obviously started out, uh, you know, shaky. I think people, and then of course after the movie, but really grew to be loved. Rebels, same thing, grew to be loved. Bad Batch from the from the outset has pretty much been beloved um, and well received all around. I do think that it if they don't announce anything, there kind of be like no animation which is interesting like it just hasn't happened between season seven and the clone wars i guess there was that and even resistance in between rebels and um you know season seven of clone wars we had resistance for a couple seasons i just think that it goes strong right now people some people consider animation some of the best star wars that has ever been created um so i think that they want to keep that train going and whether or not it's following up on this series specifically or if it will be something that ties in, I, I don't know. But I, I would bet that come maybe May the 4th or, or at least soon after, we'll get some kind of series announcement for something. Because I don't think they're going to leave the animation thing for too long. I, ju- I just don't think they will. Outside of the other projects they have working on, of course. I can, I, yeah, I agree. And I, I, and I hope they don't. Because it's been so, it's been, like you said, it's been such high quality. It's just, yeah. You know, and there's and, you know, we're seeing that there's some things that you can do in animation that um, you either just can't do in live action or it's just much, much, much more costly uh, yep. to try to do in live action like well. So um, whereas animation can be. You can develop, you know, just as fervent of a fan base. So um, and then set up live action things later, like Ahsoka and other things. So I think it's definitely. Um, I think it's definitely something they're going to try to continue doing. Um, so to end the episode, um, they see uh, Hemlock calls off their pursuit of Omega and Crosshair as they make their escape, along with Batcher um, on, an, on an Imperial shuttle that they find in the forest, which um, is part of Omega's plan to escape. Um, Hemlock calls off their pursuit because of Omega's uh, M count. um as we as uh it's called in this show now so um so yeah definitely um definitely i would say a setup arc uh for us um with the first three episodes getting omega and crosshair freed 
um, which I'm very glad we were able to do within three episodes. So now we have the rest yes. of the series to just get, just get things together, get Hunter and Omega and Crosshair together and see what is that dynamic like now? What is the situation with tech? Like, is that totally resolved? We haven't seen a body. So what are, what is going <laughs> to like, what's going to happen with that? Um, and just, you know, it, it's just going to be really, really interesting to see. Um, so, yeah, so I'm really, I'm really, really invested in this show and with the rest of the episodes that we're getting. Yeah, I'm, I'm super invested. I think the, the show is turned out, like, I wasn't, season, the Bad Batch arc of season seven of, this, of, of Clone Wars wasn't necessarily my favorite. I mean, obviously, I think everyone talks about the last four episodes. But it was still strong, and it did still create an interesting dynamic. But I was like, how are you going to make this into an entire series? Like, how am I going to care enough that this becomes something that, you know, you can carry on for multiple seasons and actually, you know, add something to Star Wars? And it's kind of just kind of blown past my expectations. And it's incredibly high-quality, consistent work. Um, you know, the the voice acting is strong, the direction is strong, the music from Kevin Kiner is again phenomenal. Uh the the show is firing all on all cylinders and I think we're off to a good start for sure. Absolutely. Um yeah, definitely um yeah, it's definitely I think surpassed my expectations as well. Um and and I really enjoyed that arc of the Clone Wars. Um but this show, I think, has definitely surpassed my expectations for what they were going to do with it, um, especially going on three se- three seasons now. I definitely wouldn't have expected that either. Um, so yeah, definitely, uh, definitely, definitely glad we had the show. Looking forward to seeing the rest of these episodes, and sad to see the show end. But um, I understand that this is. I mean, it, it takes place in very at a very confined period of time. And I think it's good to have the story kind of be told and then to move on to whatever the next story is that they're trying to tell. Yeah, I appreciate a, a plan from the beginning to tell a specific story and then that's it. Move on. Absolutely. Um, now, one thing I did also want to ask you, because I wanted to know if I am just forgetting something here. Um, so when they were in that firefight with, you know, Crosshair and Omega fighting, you know, the other like, troopers and whatnot, Crosshair's hand was like trembling. Mm, mm-hmm. Omega pointed that out. Did did he hurt his hand somewhere, or is that part of a result of the? Because uh, I know they were like experimenting on it, or they were like you know probing his like trying to. I forget what I don't know what that device is where they like crank up the the dial and his brain gets all like yeah right or yeah. like is it a result of like that or did he do something else like I don't know. I really, I really don't know. I, I figure it's not really a, a traumatic thing. Um, that, of course, that would be interesting for someone who's like a sharpshooter and to have the, the complications that he's had and the guilt that he's feeling. Like, I think that would be a, uh, and actually a very complex thing for them to explore. And I would have been, I think that would be fascinating. I do think it has something more to do with just the medical stuff they've done on him, the tests that they're running, or, or whatever. Uh, I'm really not too sure, but I'm sure we're going to get an explanation. The fact that they've pointed it out means that we'll get some kind of explanation soon i would i would imagine okay all right yeah because that was that definitely stood out to me so I, yeah, i'm for sure i'm thinking we will also for sure um all right i think that pretty much does it for our for the premiere did i you can you know did i forget anything is there anything that you wanted to mention 
No, I think we got most of the uh, the big stuff that really stuck out to me. Um, I think the show, I mean, this is our first impressions of the season three, and I think that the show is off on the right foot. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm in agreement. I, I definitely think it started off well. I think it was a good decision to show these three episodes. Um, as definitely. A group, oh, yes. For sure. I, I just, it, I think it would have felt a much slower had they not done this. So I yeah. think this was very smart. Yeah. Great to just get us, you know, Omega off the planet. We saw the Emperor. We're invested in the show now, and we can definitely remain engaged throughout the several weeks that the show is going to go on. Um, yeah. All right. Um, I don't know. Did you want to give maybe a rating? Possibly? Oh, like, yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah. Um, I think I would give the seven and a half, I think, I would give it. Um, all right. Yep. And I think, but I think that's like weighed heavily because I think the third episode's a nine. Uh, and right. it's just the first two episodes are are like sevens, in that you know they're they're set up, they're reacquaintance, they're just getting us where we need to be. It's the third episode that really pushes it between Project Necromancer, seeing Palpatine, you know, the escape from Mount Tantus. Um, so yeah, yeah, I I I give the the first three episodes beginning of first impressions. I'd give it a seven and a half, um, but that third episode's a nine for me. All right. All right, that's a, that's a good rating. Honestly, I probably I probably do the same. I'm 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 gonna take the lazy route. <laughs> I'll probably do the same. Yeah, it's honestly I'd probably say I feel the same way. I'd give it probably as a whole like a set a seven and a half. The first two episodes were very much set up episodes, just catching us up on what's been going on. The third episode having much more like consequences uh, going forward. Um, you know, I, I definitely think the third episode was stronger than the first two, for sure. Um, but, um, but yeah, definitely, um, definitely, I'd say, uh, as a grouping, I, I think a seven and a half, you know, it was solid, which is good, you know, close to an eight. So it's very enjoyable. So I am looking forward to seeing the rest of the show. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think it's going to be great. I really do. I think we're gonna get some some really great stuff and some like pretty surprising stuff. I actually think so. Yeah, I hope so too. I know they revealed quite a bit in the trailer, but uh, you know, I think, I think they got they some surprises. I think they do. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm thinking so too. And we didn't see a whole a whole lot from Crosshair at all, really, in those trailers. No. Either. Yeah, so we're gonna get more. Um, all right. I think that's a good place uh, to end it. Um, Zach, did you have any? Any final thoughts? Any kind of plugging? Do you want to plug in? Plug any? Plug anything else you're working on? No, no plugging. No plugging. Um, for anyone that listens, I'm going to be starting uh, an Instagram, not for the show specifically, but for about nerdy things. And one of the things that I will talk about on there is this show. Um, so I'll be be getting uh, hoping to get some socials started uh, that will help promote the show a little bit outside of just you know posting and on on everywhere a podcast can be found. We also hopefully have some more Star Wars talk, but obviously we'll have Bad Batch every every week, and maybe Jamari and I will check in after a few more episodes, maybe whatever the mid-season finale is. I think that'd be a really great time for us to have another episode. Uh, we also have a couple Star Wars books coming out next week. Uh, we have um, Defy the Storm, the Tessa Grant and Justina Ireland next High Republic young adult novel coming out, as well as the audiobook is finally coming out for Escape from Valo. Um, 
which I know that you've been waiting for because they they for some weird reason the middle grade novels are keep getting a month and change delay. Yeah. Um, so I know those are coming out. So maybe when uh, when we've made our way through those or made our way through the first one, Escape from Bella, we could talk about that and then Defy the Storm whenever whenever we both finished that. So hopefully a few more episodes, uh, definitely within the next uh, couple months. Yes, yes, definitely. We'll be having um, having episodes come out uh, for sure for both of those books and uh, the Bad Batch. Like you said, as the show as the show goes on, we'll we'll like you said maybe like a mid season uh, finale or one of the one of the um, maybe one of the double episode releases, depending on what happens as well. Um, and uh, yeah, the people should definitely um, look you up on Instagram when you get, once you have the new Instagram set up. Yeah, I'll make sure to uh, plug that correctly and properly once uh, once it's all set up. Absolutely. Um, all right, uh, and of course, you know if you, if you want to uh, check out any more of um, any more of my content, uh, me and my brothers have have a, um, a podcast network set up called the New Generation Podcast Network. That's N U Generation Podcast Network where we talk Star Wars, superheroes, and uh, sports. So any of that stuff interests you, which I, I would think Star Wars interests you if you're listening, then please check that out when you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, but I think that'll do it for this show. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Shamari, joined by Zach, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace.